Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 137 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday everyday life. Okay, let's get into today's episode. So today we are talking about the soul codes in your natal chart. And I have a special guest. It is Debbie Frank, the author of What's Your Soul Sign? Welcome, Debbie. Oh, Teresa, it's so wonderful to be here. Well, I have a copy of your book, and it is so good. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, one of the things I want to ask you is, how did you get into astrology? I always love hearing people's backstory. Yeah, well, I almost kind of got into it from the age of five, I think. The very first time I set eyes on a horoscope column. And so I was just reading and um, I, I knew then that that was fun and intriguing. I re- you know, realized I am a Scorpio. I could read my thing. And um, I went to a school where they actually had astronomy, not astrology, astronomy on the curriculum. So from a uh, junior school, I was drawing the constellations. And I, I think that was part of the background and fascination for me, the night sky. Um, then back in the day, like any teenager then, and, and still bless her, Linda Goodman, Linda Goodman's sun signs just got me completely fascinated because I realized immediately when I read her book that um it really was an accurate portrait of not just myself, my family, my friends, everybody. Um, And I think that's what really um, got me hooked, should we say. But I felt that because she was American in those days, you know, we're talking pre-internet, I thought I'd love to be an astrologer, but I never will be able to do, to study it um, because you'd have to be in the States. And then lo and behold, in my mid-20s, I came across, literally by chance, um, a, a study group for astrology. And I joined them, and that was it. So at the time, my day job was in PR, actually. But I, I did this very serious study, and I studied with the psychological school, with Liz Green and Howard Sisportus. Um and a variety of other people. Um, I got my diploma and um, and then I started um, seeing clients uh, literally in my late 20s. And, you know, I still have some of those clients, can you believe? They still come to me. (laughs) So, you know, decades later, it's fantastic because I sort of charted their lives quite literally. Um, so now I teach, but what I love most about astrology is that you can never say you've learned it all. You know, I'm still learning. I'm doing a medical and esoteric astrology at the moment. Um, so, you know, I think that's why I wanted to write this book, What's Your Soul Sign? Because I, I really wanted to get across that it's, it's actually so fantastic just to go a little bit deeper, but that doesn't mean to say that it's mystifying. In fact, I really, my, my intention was to write in a very relatable, accessible way so that a complete novice, a complete beginner could understand it just as well as someone who'd been studying it for years. But I think this soul dimension to astrology really um, adds that, that layering, that depth 
and and kind of gets us out of that sense of what's going to happen to me to rather why is this happening you know what do I need to understand how can I evolve from from this um so that was really my message for for what's your soul sign well, it's so interesting. It sounds like my uh, background in astrology and tarot, for that matter, is very similar to yours. You know, I started also as a teenager and went professional in my late 20s and, you know, have been at it now for decades. So very, very similar. And I also agree, I never, ever stop learning. And I think it's so important for people to realize that when you are learning astrology, you never stop learning. There's always a new opinion. There's a new thing to uncover. There's a different branch of astrology you never stop learning. It is continuous education, which is why it's so fabulous. So, you know, oh my gosh, yes. There's one thing in your book that really stood out right away for me. And this is what you said. This is a statement. Soul-centered astrology stems from the idea that we evolve over many lifetimes and that we come into each life with pre-agreed soul contracts that are rubber-stamped with the lessons, relationships, and issues that we have decided to work on. We have soul contracts with other people, with our families and coworkers. That really caught my attention. So I'd love it if you could speak more about soul contracts. What do you mean by that? Well, really, I feel that all relationships are assignments um, and or soul contracts. In other words, Um, If we, for instance, in love relationships, maybe stop trying to see things through the critical eyes of searching for perfection and see it through the eyes of the soul as a learning assignment. Um, What I have recognized over so much time working with clients is the signatures of karma, which really are um, the soul binding energies and contracts where the charts connect with each other. And we can see absolutely that this person has come into our life for a reason, you know, to help us grow, to teach us something, maybe indirectly, maybe, you know, maybe it's not a picnic, maybe it's a little bit painful, but, you know, we needed to learn that. So there are so many things that can signify this. It's not just one thing. Um, It can literally be our angles crossing with another person's angles. It can be the Saturn. It can be the nodes. Of course, they're highly significant in terms of soul contracts. The nodes in particular, I see um, as that absolute sort of frisson moment when you just know that that person um, is there and is going to help to sort of push you forwards in some way. Or, you know, the south node is where we feel just deeply comfortable because there's a kind of recognition that maybe we've been together before in, in, in another life, perhaps. I mean, of course, not everybody is up to speed with the idea of previous lives. And it's not absolutely essential that that is a whole belief system. Um, But it certainly makes sense to me. The more I've worked with it, uh, the more I recognize that actually it's the only way that we can really find meaning in our life, um, in, in this idea that we're here to develop, we're here to teach each other, um, and that, you know, we have unfinished business with certain people. And, and I think, you know, we've all of us felt that energy uh, where there is something else, something in the aura, something in the atmosphere where we know that this person is not just 
a passerby in our lives, but there is something special and electric about our connection. I agree with that a thousand percent. And you mentioned the notes, and I know those notes are a big part in your book. So Hmm. for people who are listening who are thinking, what the heck is a node? You know, how would you explain that in layman's terms so they understand what we're talking about? And we'll go we'll go a little bit more in the notes too, but what are they? Yeah. Well, the nodes are not a planet, you know, they're not a celestial body. They're actually um, just a measurement in the sky of uh, the moon's orbit. They're very intricately connected with uh, eclipses and um, they, uh, they, they take, you know, a number of years to, to have their, their orbits. And I think, you know, not to get too hung up on the logistics of, you know, what they scientifically are. I mean, in what I can say is that in Indian astrology, I mean, they really are the sort of um, predictors of fate, um, Ketu and Rahu. And in ancient times, you know, the, the nodes were sometimes thought to be quite malefic, as were eclipses. Um, but, you know, that's that's taking things um, a little bit off off message. I think the nodes um, are a very simple way and anyone who has a calculation, um, a a computer calculated chart um, can see immediately it will show up your north node and your south node. And they're a polarity, obviously they're opposite. So there's a north node, say for instance, your north node's in Gemini, then your south node's going to be in Sagittarius, right? So we know that you know, Gemini is about, you know, information, communication. Sagittarius is about belief and meaning. So during our lifetime, um, you know, we're, we're shifting out of belief and meaning and more into the actual um, knowledge of what we have. We're being an expert. We're communicating it. We're teaching it, really. Um, whereas in the Sagittarian end, we're soaking up the wisdom um, and we're a searcher, we're a seeker. But when we're Gemini North Node, we're here to be the mouthpiece of this information. You know, we have to spread the word. We've got to get it out there. Um, so I think they really are fascinating. Um Of course, they're a fixed point in our chart. Um, But, you know, then say you do have, you know, your north node in, you know, let's say it's in Libra. And then, you know, it happens to be a roundabout where someone you meet sun is in Libra. Then you know that that Libran person um, kind of embodies those qualities that you're here to learn in this lifetime, because the North Node is what we're working towards. Often it feels a bit alien. We keep slipping back into the South Node because it's where we've come from. Um, and that's where we, that's our comfort zone, you know, so we get pulled back in. It's a bit like our default set, setting and we go through our lives, you know, very much, you know, wanting to go back to that old way of being, but it's the North Node is, is really what we're here for. So when we meet someone and, and their sun sign or their Venus sign or, or something important there is on our North Node. They teach us and they help us as well. Sometimes they even force us to grow. Uh, that is a very important, significant connection that, that we find with them. I, I love that. My, so my husband and I, we both share the same North Node, South Node. And my North Node lands directly on his uh, I mean, my his north node, of course, lands on my sun, and my south node lands on his rising sign. So we're very, very super connected. Yeah, you're super connected in that way. Yes, and you know, you you absolutely recognize, don't you? 
yes. that there is something profound about that connection that you each have what the other is looking for. And it's not about compatibility. I mean, this word compatibility, of course, we want to be with someone compatible, but this is really all about the personality. Of course, that's lovely. But, you know, there's more, isn't there? And, yes. <laughs> and there's just that feeling of the extra um, soul mission, that, that sort of sense of connection and belonging that is so much deeper when we have it with the nodes as well. Well, you're really teaching me something because I've never heard anybody uh, explain the nodes and relationships like this. And, you know, when you talk about it being like karmic or you're feeling something, I had love at first sight with my husband. And, you know, some mm -hmm. people think that's really sure. kind of like a fake thing or it's a fairy tale of your imagination. But I literally, I remember seeing him across the room and I was like, oh my God, that is the one. Yeah. I knew it. And we've yes. been together 30 years and those things line up. So that's really interesting to me. Mm, it really is. I mean, the thing they really catch my eye, the second I see someone's chart or they bring a chart for, for themselves and their partner or a child, I mean, my eye just goes straight to those nodal connections. And then I just sort of feel that sense of relief almost. It's like, thank God, you know, <laughs> they are meant to be, they are connected, you know, but um, not always, you know, people can get along perfectly well and have a lovely time together, but it's not really that profound in right. terms of the evolution. Yeah. Mm. Well, I know that my, my connection with my husband is extremely, I mean, it is very, very deep, the deepest relationship I've ever had. Uh, also my best friend from high school, we've been friends for now uh, 40 years and her son lands also on my North node. And so mm. there's these deep, deep, interesting connections. Now you mentioned about the South node that people can get, you know, stuck in there because it's a comfort zone. Um, yes. And I mean, is that a bad thing if you are constantly going to the South Node? It, I mean, what if you avoid the North Node? What if you're like, I don't want to do this lesson? Um, well, of course, it's, we do have free will and choice, as we know as astrologers. Yes, um, we can choose to stay asleep and to stay unconscious, to press the snooze button and go, no, I don't want to learn these lessons. Bit of a waste of an incarnation, you know. Um, we still have a, a perfectly fine life on that basis because you will be enjoying yourself in the South Node. Um, but you will not be rising to the challenge. Um, it, it's a bit like Groundhog Day. You know, you're going round on the same um, premise that you were in your previous life, right? So you're not really pushing yourself beyond that. And it's not that we um, totally get out of the South Node and move into the North Node and that we never look at the South Node. It's a balance, isn't it? Like any polarity. So it's like we have to balance this opposite sign, these opposite signs, this duality, um, so that we can integrate it and we can become whole. So if it's Gemini and Sagittarius, then we mix together the searching, the meaning, the wisdom with the information and the communicating. You know, that's absolutely the best, isn't it? And that is the truest connection of Gemini and Sagittarius when you're the teacher and the learner, right? Right. Um, yeah. Um, so otherwise, you know, you get um, at one end of it, you know, you just feel, I think, a little bit stuck. Um, and, and, you know, of course, we don't um, get into the North Node necessarily that quickly. It can be, you know, from the second half of life 
onwards um because uh, you know it's impossible to inhabit all of all of the chart and you know the moon is similar in a way you know we step back into the moon it's our comfort zone as well and it's what we need to nourish and nurture ourselves um whereas the sun is much more about our our soul purpose and our destiny and it's not as if you know we come in as a fully fledged Leo or whatever, sort of all singing or dancing. Well, some people may beg to differ on that with certain <laughs> lions. But, but, you know, we're moving into that. This is what we're here to develop and grow into. So, um, you know, we, we're here to experience that. So we're not going to experience it all just from day one. So, so everything is, you know, constantly kind of recalibrating and offering up opportunities. And that's the wonder of life, isn't it? That you never know quite what's going to come to us every day. And, you know, that we learn things um, sometimes just incrementally. Sometimes it's in these tiny micro shifts that we make the most enormous strides psychologically and spiritually. Maybe it's invisible to other people, to the outside world. It's something we just know or feel on the inside, which is internal growth. Do you feel that sometimes transits, like maybe a transit to a node spurs the growth or, or does that, you know, I, I think sometimes that it does. Sometimes I think we don't even know that it's passed us by until later, but what do you think about yes. the transits? Yes, I think the transits and I think even, you know, the, the full moons and new moons on the nodes, the lunar cycles, the eclipses, I think they are very important. And it's a bit just like a pulsing. I think sometimes the universe does talk to us in that way. It's like it pulses us. Again, like this alarm call, it's a bit like there's a ring and it's just like, hello, are you listening? You know, there's something here or there's someone here just trying to attract our attention. You know, it's so interesting because in the last year, I've had some really big eclipse action happening and also my nodal return. And for people who are listening, the nodal return happens when the North Node uh, lines up with your natal, the transiting North Node lines up with your natal North Node. And I've had so many epiphanies in the last year. It felt like it was a very, it was very much about looking into my soul and doing a tremendous amount of almost redefining who I am. So that's how I found that it's really been affecting me. That's why I had to ask you that. Yes, no, absolutely. I think it really is a time. Um, again, it's about the karmic contracts. You'll be checking in and thinking, do I want to continue with this? You know, what is um, the reason or the meaning for me to be involved with this work, this particular connection, whatever it is? And often hugely significant events come up when we have our nose or return. I've definitely noticed that. So has your work with the nodes surprised you in any way? Have you ever had like a chart where you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this? Well, I would say that nothing in astrology surprises me. I'm continue well, I but also on the other hand, I'm continually surprised by it. I sort of expect it to be thrilling in this way. I mean, it just is that's what is so seductive about astrology, really. Um yeah, I think um I think perhaps it's a wonderful gift that I'm able to pass on to other people by letting them know, especially, you know, mothers and their children. Um, oh, I've got goosebumps as <laughs> I'm telling you this, but you know, I mean, it's so beautiful, isn't it, to know yes. that you've actually got your soulmate there um, as, you know, that's your child. Um, one of your soulmates has come. You've got uh, this thing. And, and they always know. They don't kind of go, oh, no, I've never felt particularly connected. <laughs> you know, but it's just so special. So I think that is um, something that really thrills me every single time. 
Mm, I love that. And I agree with you. Astrology always surprises us. And then in a way, it never surprises us. So I love, love, love that you said that. So I've got one last question, you know, I mean, what other role do other planets play in uncovering our soul codes? Is there anything else we look at? Or is it mostly that we look at the nodes? What what advice do you give for people around that? Well, in, in my book, What's Your Soul Sign, I actually talk about everything as being relevant to your soul because everything is. So your angles, um, so that's the ascendant, the midheaven, the descendant, the IC, um, your sun, your moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter. And, you know, we've got Saturn, obviously, very, very much a profound signature of your soul. And then the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. Um, I, th- I think what's very interesting about those, I mean, obviously, they are individually placed in your chart, but because they move so slowly, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto, that you find that, you know, whole generations of people will be born with those planets in the same sign. So I've done a whole piece in my book about the generational wave. And I look on it very much as like waves. You're born in this wave as a generation with a mission. Um, And this is really what defines generations, you know, where they feel different from the wave that came before or the one that will, will, follow them um, because they are here to bring something into the collective. So I think that's very interesting. So I, I talk a lot about that. And then I talk also, which I'm very fascinated by this, is how the outer planets aspect your personal planets, because in my experience, that really brings these big soul code themes. They're like themes in your life. For instance, you know, if Uranus, if you're a Uranian type, you know, your sun or your Venus, for instance, is aspected to Uranus. And pretty much whether it's any kind of aspect, you know, you will be a Uranus type, whether it's a trine, whether it's a square or an opposition. And that means that, you know, you are going to have, you know, a certain amount of volatility. You are here to wake up the people up and that you will be perhaps a bit back to front and inside out with your timing in life and you know you're going to be outside of the mainstream and if it's Neptune you know you're here with a soul mission um where you're so familiar with kind of like the astral plane quite honestly and it's very much about you being a highly sensitive person and being able to be that channel for the invisible and the intangible realm that other people can't see let alone translate So you're a translator for that realm, but um, you have to have that dimension to your life in order to feel alive. And and of course, if it's Pluto, then we're we're going for the big guns here. And, and, you know, Pluto will um, ask us to experience these very profound shifts. And sometimes we really have to have um, a very intense experience in order for that profound shift to happen. But, you know, those Plutonian types are the ones that have that real extra depth about them, that real treasure that they brought up almost from the underworld of some of the difficult things that they've been through, um, where they've touched the depths. And, you know, that brings such gifts with it, such wisdom. Um, So that's a very different, you know, we're looking here at the frequencies of the soul signs. So, you know, this is really about the nuances and the subtleties of the chart, but it's not actually complex or difficult. It's just, you know, being able to, I, I think sometimes when we study astrology, we get so caught up with the technicalities. And of course, we have to know that. But the really interesting thing 
is, you know, the frequency, the resonance of us, the, the meaning, the soul intention, or these things, you know, perhaps for me, because I'm a Neptunian, Plutonian type of person, I find those things just very fascinating. And, and I find for my clients, you know, that's really um, something that, um, that, that keeps them coming back to, to astrology. You know, of course, when we seek answers, we could go to any kind of therapist. We could have body therapy, psychological therapy, spiritual therapy. There's something about astrology which works on so many layers and levels. And you can really go deep. I mean, that's what's so wonderful about astrology. And I, I mentioned this in my book. You know, you can go for the sort of quick hamburger or you can go for the full gourmet Michelin starred experience of, you know, all the depth, all the nuance. And, you know, it's quite you can actually go between that in a single reading. You know, you can be fun and lighthearted and then you can come up with something just extraordinarily deep that in a sentence that is the aha moment for the client so I mean that's what's so beautiful about it well that's what got me hooked on it you know I remember when I was also again a teenager trying to figure out who am I and astrology mm. answered a lot of the questions that the adults around me couldn't answer so of yes. course you know I I felt right from the jump, it was something that really helped me to understand me. And I think when we understand who we are and how we're made, we can show up in the world as the best version of ourselves. Absolutely. That's so true. Um, because we start to actually dig around inside ourselves, we become more conscious. And then we're able to bring more of ourselves, you know, into our connections with others. And, you know, we feel more deeply connected to life itself. And, you know, I, I just think astrology is the most fabulous tool for kind of almost giving us a shortcut into that. I mean, obviously, we evolve at the rate we're able to evolve at. But in a single chart reading I mean it is a psychological and spiritual x-ray of you but also of your soul yes I love that and we're kind of like doctors or detectives trying to figure out what does this x-ray mean and how yeah. to find healing here so that's exactly absolutely I totally get that Teresa for me you know astrology is a, is a, a tool for healing primarily and as with doctors I'm very cognizant of the Hippocratic oath, you know, do no harm, right? And therefore, um, and it really requires you to tune in to where the client is, um, what they are able to process at that time, what would be most helpful for them. Um, and it's not about this, you know, as an astrological ego trip, just kind of, you know, mouthing off about, and there's this, this, and this, and this, and I know it's all about your chart. And blah. it's not about that. It's really about gently being able to apply what we're seeing in the chart that will console, soothe, alleviate, um, pique someone's curiosity. And, and, you know, what's so great is that you can actually heal someone um, way after the event, because, you know, astrology, of course, we can look up in an ephemeris and say, okay, this thing that happened 10 years ago, now let me put that in perspective. This was a transit of Neptune. Mm -hmm. And therefore, you, you know, you were meant to go through that period of confusion and to be a bit lost, maybe for 18 months or so. And actually, um, with that awareness now, um, you know, you will never be blindsided in that way. Again, you know, this is it, you know, you can actually reframe someone's most painful experiences. And there's so much healing 
healing that can come from that. It's it's a wonderful thing. I couldn't agree more. Now you write a lot about you know the astrology chart and how people can discover their soul codes and really figure themselves out in your new book. So can you quickly tell me about your book and where people can buy it and find it and maybe even work with you if they want to? Yes, absolutely. Um, Well, my book is called What's Your Soul Sign? It's published by Hay House and um, came out in the US uh, June the 15th. It's been out in the UK since May the 11th. Um, It's a lovely book that's light enough. You can sort of pick it up and take it around with you. Um, You can buy it from all the usual great bookstores and online outlets, Amazon. You can get it direct um, from my website. There's a landing page and a link. My website is is debbiefrank.com, debbiefrank without an S.com. And with that, um, you can literally click and be taken through to a variety of places. You can have the book sent to you. And also you can get your chart calculated on my website, which you will need if you don't have it already to refer to your book. So yeah, my website um, has weekly and monthly columns and um, there's a contact button if you would like to work with me. Um, My Instagram is at Scorpio Debbie, being a Scorpio. Um, So so yeah, that's how to get hold of me, but definitely how to get hold of, of my new book, What's Your Soul Sign? Wonderful. Well, first of all, Debbie, I want to thank you for writing the book. I think it's excellent. I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of great useful information in there. And it's written in the way that I think is going to really help everybody from whatever, you know, whether you're a beginner, intermediate or advanced, there's useful information in there that you're going to be able to understand. So I really love the book. So thank you for writing it. And thank you for being a guest with me and sharing your wisdom with my audience. I so appreciate your time. I've really enjoyed speaking with you, Teresa. Thank you so much for inviting me here. We will definitely have to have you back again sometime, Debbie. So thank you. Yeah, that would be great. Love to. All right, people, that's all for today's episode. And by the way, if you're enjoying the show, you know what to do. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that is the best way to help new listeners discover the show. And I want to thank you so much. And a reminder, you can head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. If you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.